Greetings, friends. It's been a whole year since Haichi Wrestling has started. Holy shit, where did this come from? I am so in shock <laughs> that it's happened this this fast this year. Yeah. How are we a year old now? How I'm, does that... It we're feels a whole like year old. last month we launched. That's how it feels. And it's, you know, before you know it, we'll be... You know, walking around, the podcast will have its first words, then it'll be chewing on furniture, Aww. then writing obscenities and smearing shit on the wall. So, you know, Kevin and Joe here, just you probably know we're Kevin and Joe already if you listening to the anniversary episode. I hope so. If you started listening to this podcast, Go back. you're doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. Completely wrong. First and foremost, did you think when, because we gestated this idea for a while. Before actually doing it, what idea? What the anniversary idea? Well, no, the idea of actually doing how to wrestle. Oh, I see. Yeah. Did you think, you know, that we would have a full year under your belt, kind of? No, I thought it would be like a lot of other projects that happen, you know, where they kind of fizzle off after six months <laughs> into obscurity. Like, oh yeah, remember that thing we used to do? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, it, it does happen sometimes. It's not to say that. I always wondered, is the case that, like, oh, I'm like a terrible person if I start projects and I don't, like, you know, finish them or something like that, or don't keep doing them forever. I guess I've always just wanted to be occupied with creative Oh, yeah, I'm exactly the same way. I always think that it's fine if you abandon projects. Nothing wrong with that, as long as you learn from them. Yeah, but I I think what's been nice about how to wrestling is just we've had... I mean, I'm onto my third podcast now. (laughs) And honestly, even I was surprised because I remember thinking this idea, we had this idea, we're like, okay, this is really, really great. The idea of maybe new fans can come on board, lapsed fans can come on board, you know, old fans could learn how to talk to people about wrestling. And I thought, this is all well and good, but I've never started a podcast before where you could actually point and go, well, actually, it's not working because the people you've said you're going to you know, reach out to aren't engaged with it. Yeah. You know, we just hope that people would listen to the Attitude Era podcast because they were similarly surly. But <laughs> I have to say, just from off the start here, I was so gobsmacked, even after a year, completely gobsmacked by the sheer quantity of, like, new fans, lapsed fans, and, you know, people getting people into wrestling, or people who said, oh, you know, I watched WWE, but I've gotten into TNA because of your bits about <laughs> Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle and TNA. I'm like, that was not my intent starting this podcast, but I didn't think we'd be able to reach out like that. I say I'm really, really delighted what I've been surprised by is hearing about people who don't watch wrestling who listen to the podcast that's strange and shout out to you folks if that if that's you because I know a couple of people I know have told me that they play it to people at their work and they just all listen to it together even though they don't watch wrestling because it's all it's all well and good to start a podcast but we did have to start saying this was going to be a, a tool and something we would hope yeah. would be useful and helpful for people. I'm glad it's actually been helpful. And I'm, I was kind of, there was a bit in the back of my mind, I was like, right, yeah, Kevin, right. don't play up that whole tool thing at the start, because it, you know, it'll come back to bite you on the arse, and then, you know, like a year, like, oh, remember at the start, we thought people would use this to get into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually are. So, and, you know, the, the way that it's been spread, I, I was always worried, it's like, it's a wrestling podcast, I've done a big wrestling podcast before, you kind of worry that the only people who are going to listen are people who are, you know, I've only listened to you know, the Atchera podcast. Yeah, and you which, don't want to... Which are obviously all people who are already fans of many mm. years, by and large. So I was really happy that we did actually get to reach out to these new people yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, it's you, been great. You're all lovely. Thanks yeah. very much. So we've got a gajillion questions from people to chat about. Uh, we're going to maybe have a chat about how we thought the year has gone, some of our high points or low points or creamy middle points. Mm. But the main question for you, Joe, starting off is... How has it been one year in after kind of, you know, 
formally trying to learn more about wrestling because you started watching kind of casually when we started going out kind yeah. of here and there but maybe the last year it's been kind of a let's try and keep up with the news the weekly shows watch all the pay-per-views yeah consciously try to learn things in wrestling because you got a flipping podcast about it <laughs> so how's it been your journey this last year i mean it doesn't feel like it's been a year it really doesn't i'm i'm shocked I have such vivid memories of when we first launched and thinking, oh, this is exciting, our first ever episode. You know, someday we'll look back at this first episode and laugh. So it's just strange because even though we've covered, you know, what, 12 pay-per-views nearly now? Yeah, nearly a whole year of pay-per-views. And around 20 or so wrestlers yeah. and, you know, little bonus smidgens in between. So you've had a you've had a, a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. Are you sick of wrestling? No, I love <laughs> wrestling more than I ever thought I would. And I wrote an article about that today about how wrestling has really become kind of like my go-to place for I guess for fun content. It's very strange because wrestling, as dark as it can be at times, and as horrible as it can be at times in in, in the past. I still, I've always found wrestling also to be at my safe haven. Yeah. If I was ever feeling down, my resolution to feeling like down was always I would watch like an old pay-per-view from the 80s and laugh at Bobby the Brain Heenan's commentary or Jesse Ventura and laugh at all the silliness that was unfolding because mm. it was just a big three-hour cartoon show with real people. But I'm loved to see that wrestling has become that for you. I never thought it would be. As well, yeah. Ever. I mean, when we first started doing the podcast and I was kind of learning all the horrible, depressing things that had happened in wrestling, I did worry at the back of my mind, like, you know, can I handle this or will it become kind of too upsetting for mm. me? And instead, it's the opposite. It's It really has. It's, it's my go-to content for if I want cheering up. Do you think it's because, I mean, it's something I've said I kind of was always hoping to get out of this podcast is that I wanted it to kind of be be positive because mm. with literally every one of the wrestlers we've talked about maybe bar one or two you could just spend two hours talking about what a fucking shit they've been <laughs> or the fucking horrible shit that they've done or oh god Gone no three, this one or, thing mm. and I was all I came out of you know doing you know 60 or so episodes yet to our podcast I was concerned myself for my own wrestling soul in that even though I always like I'm not a negative fan, but mm. if you hear people saying on stuff, God, you've been very negative. You watch a lot of <laughs> very negative content that is got like, yes, this is fun, but fucking hell, this thing is so horrible, and let's talk about why it's so horrible. Mm. Um, you've kind of still managed to find your space in wrestling and it not to kind of get dragged down by its kind of darker sides, which I'm happy about because. I'm always careful not to avoid the darker aspects, ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on to face them head on and always be honest about if something is bad. I mean, you know me. Yeah. But it's great because even though we've obviously had to address certain terrible things that have happened in wrestling and there will be lots more to come, I think it's just something about the current roster is just so wholesome and uplifting. And it's not just the current roster. I mean, there's there's... Classic wrestlers like Kurt Angle as well yeah, who will yeah. always cheer me up. But but for me, definitely the main sort of positive aspect comes from you know people like Xavier Woods and Sasha Banks. Yeah. And they're all just such positive people. I do really think if we had started this podcast like two years ago, yeah, I don't think it, it would have probably have worked the same way. In that you would probably be kind of like, oh wow, these old wrestlers are great, but Jesus fucking Christ, mm. this is annoying, this is irritating. And you know, you've actually been quite fortunate that the year you've joined, you've got to see like a microcosm. We've had releases, yeah. we've had a guy being pushed who everyone hates. You've got to see fans get what they want, fans not get what they mm -hmm. want. You get to see loads of injuries, guys getting pushed, guys getting buried. 
But overall, through all that, and I've always wondered, is it just because I've been doing a podcast in wrestling here now that's fucking insanely positive and happy, <laughs> and that, not saying that as a bad thing, it's a good yeah. thing, if that's tainted my vision and been like, you know what, wrestling is fucking awesome at the moment. <laughs> no, it is. It's very awesome, and I think it's good as well to be kind of aware of how lucky we have it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you know, quality matches. Amazing wrestlers. Who... You've got NXT. You've got yeah. literally everything you can NXT, want. But not just NXT. The main show has these amazing wrestlers who come from NXT and indie backgrounds like you've got AJ Styles on the main show fighting they, they against John Cena use the word wrestling on the show which for you is that you don't I was like god they're saying wrestling they're mentioning Japan and Ring of Honor and you're like yes yeah, so they always <laughs> do that like no no two years ago they wouldn't have but now Baron Corbin's allowed to go go back to Ring of Honor to people <laughs> which is like whoa you couldn't do that two years ago man so I'm really really happy that you know, wrestling seems to we have a nice backdrop of like wrestling being awesome. I think, yeah. which I mean, it's been very nice for this podcast to kind of flourish. <laughs> and those new fans out there want to want to dip the toe in, whether it's WWE, Lucha Underground, the amazing stuff that's happening in New Japan or NXT. There's so much to get into at the moment. So it's the perfect time to be a wrestling fan. I really do think. I know it's people compare it to the Attitude Era, obviously, in terms of the Attitude Era being kind of the pinnacle of great wrestling. And oh, I, think I think not necessarily the pinnacle of great, but the pinnacle of popular wrestling. I guess that's probably yeah. more accurate. But I think now we're really fortunate in that now is the time of genuinely really talented mm. wrestlers, like the best at what they do. You've been spoiled for choice. And what I love in terms of you know, amazing wrestlers and what I loved most and how I kind of figured that, yeah, you're probably going to like wrestling is that you took to so many characters so quickly. Yeah. I do remember one of the first things I showed you was the Wyatts versus the Shield. Because oh, I was forget. just cast in this big net of, no, wrestling's not what you think it is. Look at all these different shaped men. Yeah. And you had, you know, Bray, Luke Harper, Seth, Roman Dean, all those. So you kind of, like, had all these amazing characters to latch onto quite early. Is Seth still at the top of the list for you in terms of fave wrestler? or Yeah, I think, if anything, he's gone up even more in my respects over the past year. Getting through that injury. Like. Yeah, he's worked through a real tough injury. He's come out of it looking amazing. And I don't mean that in terms of, oh, wow, he's so handsy, although we know he is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's like in such good physical shape. He's he, fucking huge. He's, he's huge, and his <laughs> wrestling style has adapted. I don't want to say it's like just changed. And he's, he's still grown. a dick as well. He's I... still fantastic. In fact, I think he's gotten better being a dick so would you say overall like across like the wrestling you watch currently seth is your your number one yeah i think seth is yeah he's my favorite who would be close seconds who are the other ones that have kind of because i mean mm. if, you, if you're not a patreon backer and um, we've been reviewing the you know the pay-per-view since last summer slam so if you want to get more about like you know joe's opinions and you know what she's thinking about the current product and my thoughts on the current product if you're a five dollar backer you, you can check those out but i mean is, is seth still at the top who are the other guys who've been kind of Tickling your fancy this past year. Guys I, and girls, I should say, actually. I love Jericho now. Which is so, him. so weird because I hated him so much. Seriously, yeah. Go back four months when Jericho came back as a face to feud with the New Day. You fucking... I hate. loathed and detested him. I thought he was the most boring... I. Oh, God. Who's this annoying man who's destroyed my favourite wrestler's trombone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this annoying old man in a scarf? Like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I think he might be my second favourite at the moment. Of course, you got Owens and Zayn, I assume, when they're I still I love up there. Kevin Owens so much. And I love Sami Zayn as well, but it's, I think it's difficult for him at the moment to compete with kind of everyone else 
There's yeah. so many great wrestlers at the moment. He's definitely one of my favourite faces. Over in NXT, anyone tickling your fancy at the moment? I love Shinsuke Nakamura. He's, I mean, he's everyone's favourite, isn't he? He's Isn't so it, I, good. I'll be the first to admit, I, I knew relatively little about Shinsuke before you know, he came to NXT. Because yeah. I was always kind of like, you know, oh, Japanese wrestling, something I'll get into down the line. You know, it's become more and more likely that's going to become a podcast itself. But I mean, Shinsuke has been blowing my mind this last year. I did like that when Shinsuke first wrestled on NXT against Sami Zayn, which is a great match. <laughs> The first thing he said when Shinsuke came into the ring was, Whoa, look at the size of his dick. <laughs> he's, he's got a fucking garden hose in them leather pants of his. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's something about the way his fabric folds. Yeah, he's got a pants tent going on there. Yeah. He yow at the, at the start. Because line. a lot of wrestlers' costumes, have, I think, are designed to minimize as much bulk down there as possible true yeah but Shinsuke he lets it dangle where it may I think mm. you know, he, he's got no problem with you know, sperm count Shinsuke that's he all might have saying. a cup on we don't know who knows um, favourite lady wrestlers uh, anyone who's kind of stood out for you I mean NXT has been god uh, I, I remember like you know cringing at how bad women's wrestling was like, even three years ago even with some <laughs> great women wrestlers there and then like when we started watching it was literally as Sasha Becky, Bailey, Charlotte yeah. were becoming a thing on NXT. <laughs> so you get to see all of that and now them come onto the main roster. So any like particular standouts for you with the, with the ladies? What, in terms of improvements or just favourites? Just or... favourites, I would say, to start. Sasha, I think, is my favourite. Yeah. I feel boring saying that because everyone loves Sasha, but she is so good. There comes a point in your life when you realise just because everyone else likes something doesn't mean you can't yeah. like that thing. Sasha is still awesome, okay? Yeah, she if you, is. If you hate Sasha Banks because other people like Sasha Banks, like, seriously, ask yourself what your problem is. <laughs> I know, I just feel as a new fan I should have some kind of controversial opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, I mean, Sasha Banks, she, I mean, she is fantastic. She's probably one of my favourite wrestlers in the world at the mm. moment. Um, how about like, Brock? Has, has Brock been... A, a big name for you? Have you? Is even someone who you've been like uh, interested by still after he's, this last year? He's not been around much recently, kind so of he's kind goes, of yeah. He's he's kind of. I think he's lost a bit of heel heat from me after he's kind of vanished and Jericho's kind of stepped forwards to fill that role in a way. In terms of the hateable person yeah. on the show, I do think for me, your when I really knew you were properly hooked into wrestling was when Lesnar feuded with Rollins and destroyed the Cadillac and all that shit. I that, that was like just a couple of weeks of wrestling where you were like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Oh my God, can, Brock's going to do this. What's going to happen? You know, Those kinds of story segment bits I have such a weakness for. I love them. You really take it for granted like as an old fan. Like, you know, How going, much you get, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, oh yeah, right, yeah, and Seth's going to do this, and oh, Brock's going to probably come out and do that. But like, I guess for you, just to finally see stories come together, yeah. and you know, them flow in, it was it was nice. Any wrestlers who, at the start of the year, maybe you were a bit down on, hmm. and kind of, through the process of watching more, recording, researching for the podcast, who you've kind of maybe had a bit more of a shine to? So many, it's actually difficult to shortlist them. And do you think you kind of coming around to these wrestlers is that more a case of oh they have improved or you just kind of have gained more of an appreciation and you know more about wrestling so you can kind of see oh actually that guy's quite awesome I wouldn't have thought of that before but now I know how hard it is to do what they're doing or something like that well it depends on the wrestler yeah. some of them it's just a matter of me being able to appreciate them more and some of them it's that they've gotten better I, I do know like at the start trying to tell you that Daniel Bryan was the greatest wrestler in the world yeah didn't you, understand you at all I was like okay <laughs> 
And now I love him. That's and great. I think he's amazing. And that's why we're still going out. Uh. <laughs> I think, obviously, Chris Jericho is definitely one whose my opinion has changed drastically. It's because you just got to see him do what he's best at. I yeah, guess. he he's such a better heel than he is a face. Yeah. Um, Baron Corbin, I hated him. Hated him when what he first. What was it that turned you on Baron then? It was. I think it was partly breaking ground and seeing yeah. how hard he worked to kind of shake off that footballer identity. And how about seeing him live? That kind seeing of him live was so interesting as well because he was really good. And he was There's big. Something... You see, he looked so. Big. I only appreciate how big he was when I saw him live. But more importantly than being big, he has presence. Yeah, which absolutely. is something you can't fake. You just have it or you don't. And he totally did. He came out and you were like. Oh my god! Shit's gonna go down. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blake and Murphy. <laughs> I mean, I hated them so much. <laughs> but when they were with Alexa Bliss, yeah, they were great. Because you just like what the storyline of them being Alexa Bliss is like henchmen, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think they're really boring again now. Well, yeah, I think that storyline has run its course. But yeah, yeah. that they kind of were able. They became guys that you at the start you hated them so much, and then I guess. You know, seeing them finally get beat by yeah. like, vaudevillains and stuff, you were really turned around on them, I guess. Speaking of the vaudevillains... You hated them! Despise the vaudevillains. I never in a million years so thought much. I would like the vaudevillains. Because everyone loved them, and I just didn't see the appeal. I Imagine, you, folks, the first time we're watching NXT, right? You're watching NXT with, with your significant other for the first time. Things are going well. You know, they've seen Charlotte. They've been impressed by Bailey. They think that Finn Balor is a hunk. And then two men in mustaches come out in black and white go, this is what a man does. I hated it. And then your girlfriend says to hate it. And yeah. I'm like, uh-oh. No, didn't like it. And I've only started to like the villains since they've gone on to the main show. Wow, and I think they are so great on the main show. Shout out as well for, because um, I feel really mean about this. Uh, me and Joe really bonded over our mutual... Um, making fun of Be- Becky Lynch when she was in NXT Becky at the start. Becky Lynch, oh my god, yeah. I always knew that Becky was awesome because um, I knew that she trained with Finn and I knew a couple of wrestlers based in Ireland who, you know, they, they trained with her as well and they're all like, oh, she's awesome, she's going to be a star. Well, I always knew she was a good wrestler, but there's a difference between being a good wrestler and like, I mean, what she is now, which is a great wrestler. Because when she first debuted, she had that kind of awkward... Weird cape thing. Yeah, that weird gimmick that wasn't the gimmick. and Yeah, and yeah. Her, her hair was nowhere near as good as it is now. And now she's moved up to the main show, although this obviously did happen a little beforehand. She's got her brand. She's got her huge orange hair, kind of steampunk look, which I hated at first, but now I love. Oh, I loved it. The second I saw that, I... I... You remember when we watched that NXT show it's where she faced um, Sasha for the belt. Yeah. And she came out with the... Uh, the, the, the steam and the hat and all that I was like holy shit she's got a gimmick she's she's over that's yeah. it she's, she's going to be successful fucking and fantastic she was, yeah she's gone over so well on the other side of that I mean you've watched for a year now anyone who maybe has maybe went in the other direction you start off and you kind of go wow they're awesome and maybe <laughs> becoming more of a fan or watching more understanding more about wrestling has maybe kind of soured you on them a little bit more? Absolutely. Uh, Paige. I loved Paige when we first started watching together. I can't, I don't know why I don't like Paige anymore, but I don't. I'm bored of how inconsistent she is. We get it. It's your house. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> like, she had this kind of quite strong gimmick, and then, I don't know, I guess it was just the fact that she was so... What did you call it again? A tweener? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because they, they really just 
Dick Durango her character They've she was ruined good her guy bad guy yeah. I don't know if that's her fault no I don't think it is or if it's just you know unfortunate that she's went down your estimation because of the failings of a creative person or whatever yeah. but yeah that, that's that's the any kind of other wrestlers maybe who've, who've went down in the, the, the books <laughs> Roman Reigns <laughs> I feel bad about that because, again, this time last year, I loved Roman Reigns and I thought everyone was being really harsh on him. I'd love to actually go back and listen to the S.H.I.E.L.D. episode because that was one of the earliest ones. And we kind of had just finished off talking about Roman... It was just after him beating Le- him against Which Lesnar. Which was one of my favourite matches ever, I think. That was a fantastic match. It was absolutely, amazing. With the cash-in from, from Seth. But yeah, after that, I don't know, his, his year since... You know, him and Triple H at WrestleMania 30 wasn't exactly... He can do a really good match, obviously. We've we've seen it recently as well. But just the fact that he's terrible at promos and he seems to have gotten worse. Hey, hey, you shut your tater tots right this second. Yeah? No. Suffering succotash, son. What are you talking about? (laughs) Nah, I'm not sorry. I'm just playing. (laughs) Um, Triple H has gone down as well in my estimations. I love Triple H and now I'm kind of meh. I think we need to do an episode on him because I've kind of lost my love. So uh, when you first saw Triple H it would have been when he was feuding against The Shield, wasn't it? Him and Randy and Batista way, way back. I don't know if I started watching at that point. I think it was slightly after. No, it was because I remember it was just after. I don't really remember. It. You'd seen like I remember we watched the Evolution versus the Shields matches. I don't know if you were watching the shows on the reg. But no, I don't think so. What is it about Triple H that maybe has made you less keen on him? Well, I loved him at first when he was um, with Seth a lot for the whole authority yeah. thing. I loved that. So you liked him as a character, maybe more so as yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, his matches have been really disappointing since I've started watching. I've not seen him do a good match. You saw him in the Rumble. You saw him against Dean and then at WrestleMania and you didn't like any of those, did you? And also I found out he's a bit of a dick, IRL. So he's gone down in my estimations as well in that respect. Uh, Very interesting then to do for a Triple H. Oh yeah, definitely. delve into that a bit more because you only kind of know Triple H as what the guy who brings us NXT. Yeah. Beat up Roman Reigns now and then. <laughs> and I think a final wrestler who's gone down in my estimations, and this is really unfair, but I'm going to say it anyway, is Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And it's unfair because I didn't like him to begin with. And he has <laughs> he gone down. down in my estimations anyway. Which is so funny because you've always said since I've watched how good he is. Mm. And I've, I don't think he's ever had a chance to prove himself yeah. to a new fan like me. I guess it just it shows you. I mean, it's very interesting just to hear there because it's not as if... I wouldn't class you now as being like a smart mark who's like, oh, I hate this person because they're being buried or, you know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think you fall into that category. I could be completely blind or oblivious <laughs> to it myself. But it just shows for, you know, looking at a new fan and your responses there, you know, the wrestlers who went up in your estimation is mm. because of something that they've done, something you kind of, they've grabbed the bull by the horns, they've gotten an opportunity and made the most of it. The guys who went and girls who went down... It's always been like writing's been a bit yeah stale. You kind of don't know what their the reason for them being is, mm-hmm. and I guess it's supposed to show you like how important it is yeah. that someone is like kind of consistently put across <laughs> a certain way on TV. Match of the year? Any of those floating around for you since last July? I think it's got to be my top top choice. Sasha versus Bailey at Takeover Brooklyn. Oh, that was fucking incredible! Jesus Christ, that because was too good. That's probably the match I would use. Say if I'm, I'm hanging out with friends who don't watch wrestling very often, and yeah. they go, "Oh, show me a wrestling match," as they sometimes. I'll do. show you Hell in the Cell when Mick Foley gets shot in the back of the head with a sawed-off <laughs> shotgun and blood went everywhere. That's not fake. <laughs> so I think that's yeah, that's probably my absolute favorite. But um, 
Seth versus John Cena, SummerSlam, got to be a close runner-up. <laughs> Even with John Stewart, I think John Stewart interfering couldn't have ruined it because Seth came out wearing all white, yeah, looking was, like Jesus. Looked really good in that uh, that pay per view. Yeah, those are some great great matches that you mentioned. Yeah. There. Um, any kind of real stinkers or matches that were like a fucking chore to get through or really pissed you off? I think I could put any match between like Sheamus and um... Sheamus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryback maybe like yeah. there's been a lot of dud matches but do you, what do you mean in terms of big pay-per-view yeah maybe a match that was hyped up to be a big fucking deal and then it was kind of like I mean I remember when we did the Wrestlemania episode yeah I don't know if you were hyped for Undertaker and Shane or how that one came yeah out. I think actually that's a really good one to probably choose I was hyped I was so excited and boy that was a disappointment that was really oh. any kind of shows that you think were standout shows then I mean you know were there any like particular events that you watched on the network that were like a real joy to watch because you know we watched some live and I know there was a few we watched live that were a real like a real great time yeah and I think some we watched SummerSlam which were Bruh. SummerSlam was really fun yeah SummerSlam really, really was fun. really great um yeah, WrestleMania was probably a disappointment, generally. Maybe the length of WrestleMania? Yeah, I think so. And the fact that our, our snacks were so much better than the actual show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was kind of outshone. And it's outshone as well by the fact that you had TakeOver Dallas the night before. Exactly, which... and I think uh, TakeOver Dallas... In fact, a lot of the NXT TakeOver shows have been probably my favourite shows. London was great, Dallas was yeah. great, Brooklyn was great. The recent one, The End, where we had Joe and Finn in the cage... Was great. Was great. Yeah, could, like... We've actually quite been quite spoiled for shows mm. this year. If you're on the network and you're getting those NXT shows, you've got some decent stuff there from this last year. It's absolutely. hard to be resentful as well from WrestleMania being shit when you've got all these really good NXT shows. Yeah. I mean, the, was WrestleMania itself, even just as a spectacle in terms of the size of it and being able to follow it along, did you find it like... Did you feel like it was a big deal when no. all this stuff happened on TV and whatnot? No. <laughs> Which is funny because... I think it would surprise it surprised me about the fact that it didn't feel like a big show because I watched the WrestleMania before that and obviously yeah. it was before I was really watching wrestling. And I I don't know if it's because we watched it as a big group of people and all live tweeted it together meant that it was it felt particularly big show feel yeah, or maybe yeah. it was the fact that it was a best of WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know, it just didn't feel that important to didn't me. Feel like the, again, it, it felt less important than SummerSlam did, even. Yeah, because I mean, for me, I'm like, of course it's a big deal. It's WrestleMania we're talking about, but that's been like, ground into yeah. me since I was born I that WrestleMania that. is a big deal. So, interesting to see how that comes off for a new fan. <laughs> Before we get into some um, fan questions and messages and whatnot, I was just wondering, a year in, is wrestling, does it make complete and utter sense to you now? Or is there still a road to travel? Do you, Is there parts of wrestling that still befuddle you? Or are you starting to come to grips with it? Where would you kind of put yourself in terms of your standing with wrestling and understanding it now? Well, I know everything there is to know about wrestling now. So we're going to have to end the podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um, there's so much I don't understand. Especially with classic wrestling. Yeah. There's so much that's confusing to me still. But with modern wrestling, I mean, I still... Although I know a lot more moves than I did, there's still so many moves I don't know. But like rules um, and stuff, maybe the yep, format... Yeah, there's still so many rules I don't know. Uh, like cage matches and... Um, oh God, the cage match with fucking Samoa Joe with... and Finn Balor. Jesus, that was a hard one to explain. Why are they going at the door? Just just leave it. I, yeah, I hate that rule. <laughs> Stupid rule. Since someone explains... Why don't you just go through the door? Because just go through the door. stop them. 
the, the, the opponent will no, stop what, How them. are they going to stop them more easily than if they climbed over? Because they go in front of it and said, hang on there now. Where but you are you going? you just pull them down from the thing. I don't think so. Get it's back ridiculous. in here and wrestle They only me. try and go for the door if they haven't incapacitated their opponent. If they have incapacitated, then they go over the fucking edge. <laughs> so, so... Oh, I'm going to make it really slow. <laughs> it's just... Mm. It exposes the business. It exposes the business, It exposes yeah. the business. So we've done 20 or so episodes... And I was wondering, from us, it's been kind of, it's almost been quite random in some respects, but I do, maybe not view much as random as that you've had a real, like, variety of wrestlers. We've not focused on one particular era. We've done some current guys, we've done some classic guys, we've done some indies, we've done some, you know, kind of big, big names and classic names. I was wondering what your kind of favourite wrestler that you, you know, had no idea about before you went in, like a favourite wrestler from having done an episode on them. That's a really easy one, and it's going to be Kurt Angle. Yeah. I love Kurt Angle. He, he's probably, oh, it's a tough one between like him and Seth, but he could well be my favourite all-time wrestler. Just full stop favourite Full wrestler. stop. Wow. Yeah, I love Kurt Angle. That's because he made, what is it about Kurt then specifically? Because I know Mr. Perfect was someone else who you were yeah, very keen love on. Per- Mr. Obviously Perfect, yeah, Obviously the athleticism and the style of matches, but what else was it about Kurt maybe that kind of... For Kurt Angle, place? there's a lot of different... It's not just one thing for me with Kurt Angle. Like, there's so many different parts of his character that make me love him. And not just his as a character, him as a as a wrestler as well. Yeah. I love how clever he is at doing comedy and how scary he can be. I love that his gimmick was really innovative and original. And real. And real. He is an Olympic gold medalist. I love that he's genuinely possibly one of the best wrestlers in terms of skill. Yeah. His style, because obviously I'm a massive fan of flipty do wrestling. Mm. His style isn't flipty do at all, but it's just so good and it's, it's so gripping and yeah. and yeah, it's fun to watch. I think it's watch. the fact that he can wrestle a flipty do guy and keep up with them, even yeah. if Kurt's He's not versatile. doing springboards himself. Yeah. He's really good. He can just go up against anyone and it put on a great match. Would you say Kurt is the main person who you've kind of looked? I've always, I never, you know, we always have our recommended viewing afterwards mm. and kind of watch around the matches. But would you say Kurt is the main guy who, after we've watched you went off and found more stuff because I know you were looking at him and Zack Sabre Jr. and stuff like that trying to get to watch that match. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think probably him more than most. But then there's things, people like Steve Austin. It's kind yeah. of impossible not to then go do further research on Steve yeah, Austin because true. there's so much out yeah, there and yeah. he's still so current. So many so many segments and moments yeah. we, we didn't even get a chance to cover. What was your favourite episode to record? Like In retrospect, I look back and go, I had a lot of fun talking about this person that doesn't necessarily mean it's your favourite wrestler yeah <laughs> but I mean for me personally the episodes to record I thought I my favourite episodes to record were probably How To Perfect because you literally mm. I was, it was a blank slate yeah it was someone you had not even remotely heard of and even the Twitter <laughs> stuff was just kind of mainly people saying how awesome he was yeah so you really had to see him firsthand, and I did love finally you getting to see why Daniel Bryan had such a special yeah. place in people's hearts I think yeah, for me, Daniel Bryan is definitely one of my top favourite episodes because yeah. I didn't really see the appeal beforehand. Yeah. Um, John Cena as well was really great fun because I kind of came in with this preconceived notion of what he was like. You thought he was going to be a shit. I thought I would hate him and he was going to be a shithead and instead it's just turned out that he's a really nice guy and he's really talented and okay, yeah, he's a bit stale maybe in some respects, but I love him. And yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So fun to do. I'd be remiss to ask because we did it quite early on, but having done many episodes since, looking back, is Scott Steiner the weirdest wrestler who we've discussed, <laughs> we've talked about? Because like, 
I think it's a lot of people's favourite episode. And kind of at the time, I think you were kind of like, well, maybe this is what wrestlers are like. But we've done maybe 10, <laughs> 12 so episodes weird. since. He is really weird. I want some more chicken wings. I'm an egg. These are too big. Doing him an egg. So, um, I'm what, hungry. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, uh, on Steiner? So, I just love him even more now. I know how... He's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal in wrestling. He just kind of like infect random bits of like, he always gets random bits of Twitter. Like the other day, yeah. Joe's like, did you see uh, Scott Steiner beating up a pierogi? <laughs> what? He's, it's weird. He just doesn't go away. And you want you want to get that new Ty Dillinger t-shirt, the perfect 10. Yeah. But on the back of it, it says the numbers don't lie. Yeah. And I'm worried that if you do get that wrestling t-shirt, that every time I see you wearing it, I just go, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. <laughs> I don't know, like, it's just... What I love about Scott Steiner is if I had to invent a wrestler... <laughs> if you Scott had to Stein- invent a wrestler, like as a if fictional... that's not something you've had to do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to invent, like, a, a fictional wrestler, for whatever reason... For whatever reason. I would probably base it on Scott Steiner because he's so weird and... I just love the idea that even if you tried to invent a wrestler, it wouldn't be as weird as Scott Steiner actually is. Part of me still thinks, even a year after doing How to Wrestling, that you don't 100% believe me that Scott Steiner is real. No, like, I think he's kind, kind of, of a... Me and, me and the he's boys like, have pulled a bit of a joke. Like, let's pretend there's this guy called Scott Steiner. It makes no sense. She'll buy it, of course. Now, what I'm also very delighted about, and something that people are wondering about, and I, of course, big, big big fan of wrestling music and mm. I'm very happy to see that you have become too and wrestling music oft played in the Matt and Graham household as a result <laughs> any favourite wrestling themes because it's a golden era for wrestling music right now what do you want what current favourite wrestling themes or just generally any, any current ones that stand out that really kind of tickle your fancy Shinsuke it has amazing mm. wrestling music oh so good I'm particularly fond of Ty Dillinger's music as well. Oh yeah, it's good. Really, really good. I love um, Samoa Joe's music. Apollo Cruz has got Apollo Cruz is great music. Yeah. yeah. AJ Styles. I like AJ I, Styles music. I they like AJ Styles music. It hasn't I, I like made it. it to my playlist. Not onto so, the playlist. No. So those ones are on the playlist. Yeah, they're all on the playlist. Yeah. Any classic themes that maybe you've made it onto Kurt the Angle. playlist? Kurt Angle. Medal. Obviously. Absolutely. That yeah. is my number one favorite wrestling music of all time. I don't think that will ever change. I'm pretty sure it is probably the great. I mean, even if it's not your favorite, you, there's a you would have to say you have to admit it's the best. Put that on, walk down the road with your headphones in, and try not to feel like the greatest person ever. It's just fantastic. And it's not just for good guy and bad guy. It works. Yeah, anytime you want to turn someone heel, you have to give a bit of a <laughs> evil version of the the music. But Kurt Angle, no, same every single way. You yeah. Know? I think they could play that as funeral and people still think it's appropriate. It's always appropriate for Kurt Angle to come out to that music. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Um, any stinko themes that you are maybe not such a fan of? Kurt Angle's music at TNA. <laughs> Hate it. Terrible. Worst. Makes hear? me angry just thinking about it. You know, you know who, who's done that music? Who? He's like, uh, he's the lad who did rap. He's like John Cena's cousin or brother. Oh, or some yeah. Shit. I remember yeah. hearing about that. Weird. Really weird. Sorry, guy. Pick another job. It's terrible music. Yeah. I suppose it's hard to compare because metal is the best. I mean, you could probably pick any theme from TNA in class as the worst mm. wrestling music ever. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Right, well, let's maybe go into some questions and some comments from the How To Universe. But I think we've got a couple of questions from some ne'er-do-wells who've sent in some. So maybe let's uh, 
Go hear from some of these cantankerous old bastards. Hey everyone, Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret here, and I want to congratulate Kevin and Joe on one year of How To Wrestling, the most edutaining wrestling podcast out there today. Here's to many more years, guys. Hi guys, Adam Bibolo here, and congratulations on reaching a year of How To Wrestling. My question for you guys is aimed specifically at Joe. Joe, if you were to introduce your friends to wrestling now as a result of having done this podcast, where would you start off that journey? Would you take a similar approach to Kevin or would you go at it from a different angle? Keep up the good work, guys. Here's to another 15 years. That's a really good question. I think it depends on who I was introducing to wrestling. So maybe assuming it was someone like yourself who had no background other than being an ice-themed evil wrestler in a backyard promotion. Other than that, no wrestling. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, it depends on who it is, though, still. Because different people like different things. And you can't... There's no one set thing that people are all going to like. So how would you cast out a big... Because at the start, I did try to show you... I showed you some Chikara. I showed you some Japanese stuff. I showed you some classic Attitude Era. I was trying to find what it is you liked about wrestling... Uh, would that be something that you would try and do with someone? I would try. I probably wouldn't do nearly as good a job because obviously I haven't got that that knowledge already in place. Like I wouldn't know to go to things like Chikara or whatever. Yeah. So my pool would be smaller. Would you go with Sasha and Bailey as kind yeah, of Yeah, I'd probably go for that as my first. Yeah. See what they thought. I'd go for a couple of goofy segment bits. Probably the bit with Seth Rollins and the Apple Watches <laughs> and the Cadillac being destroyed. You see, funny, every, like older fan just pisses on all these segments where you've been like I love absolutely them. like ah, I'm so you... jealous that you guys get to be bitter about them I'm, because honestly, you're I'm not, sick of honestly, them honestly <laughs> not you want to fucking have three hours of Kane being told he's going to Hawaii I'm watching that <laughs> I know where my bread's buttered I know what I like about wrestling Yeah, but it's just so interesting to see because you know I'd listen to a a Dave Meltzer or a Brian Alvarez, and the guys, they know the wrestling business and have the, the connections and know it and can analyse it like no other. But I do wonder sometimes if a lot of us wrestling fans are kind of like, ah, oh, well, it's a comedy thing or it's meant to be goofy, so this is stupid. It should be serious. Is that really what the attitude is? A lot For a lot of people it is. Because I, I think I'm, in a way, I mean, we have team friendship, but it's it's such a lovely little community and I think a lot of us are into the same kind of things. So I've not seen a huge amount of people going, mm, stupid comedy bits. I've not come across it. And currently at the moment, people are shitting all over the Wyatt's feuding with the New Day. Yeah, you were saying that. Because people really are like, oh, the Wyatt's are serious and the New Day are goofy, so it's going to be shit. See, I don't get that because I kind of think give them a chance. Well, yeah, I, and I think that what is what they've done so important. far has been quite good. I'm just saying, Xavier Woods coming out dressed as Luke Harper going, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Come on, that joke's for you. <laughs> you at home pissing on the feud. It's for you. I... Only you and I know that Luke Harper says, yeah, 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 yeah. That's our thing. I think it could be. I can understand why people were maybe hesitant about it because it could be done badly. But I think you've got to have your faith in people like Xavier Woods and Big E and Kofi Kingston that they are wrestling fans and they know what works and what's funny. Tune into our Patreon review of the next pay-per-view background to see if they fuck it up or not, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, in terms of broadly, you would kind of try and show them some comedy, try and show them some good-ass wrestling and And see where the chips fall. I'd probably choose, like, a match from each of the podcasts we've done. Like, I'd choose a flip-D-style match and I'd choose a more technical-style match and I'd choose, like, a submission-style match. Is there a... 
Is there a show that you would recommend that people check out? Like, what do NXT. you think? NXT, NXT all the way. Yeah. If you're getting someone to wrestling, show them NXT. It's so, it's short enough for them to not get bored. And I will say, as a new fan, you do get bored of lots of wrestling. And a three-hour show. We've got an episode coming up that's been requested on Patreon, which is where we'll try and make me watch hour-long matches uh, and see matches. if I can survive. Interesting. Which will be interesting. I don't know if I will. <laughs> My attention span is still quite short in some respects. What I find interesting about NXT is that NXT manages to clearly explain all the storylines. Yeah. Who this guy is. Last week, Elias Sampson, well, he was looking for revenge because this happen and you get kind of filled in without feeling you like oh geez these guys are really like treat me like an idiot yeah whereas on raw you've got three hours and yet i'm still kind of going why are these guys what's going on but also i'm bored of hearing them talk yeah they managed to do both so you'd say nxt is great yeah and it's got such a great um variety of different wrestling styles as well so if you're into your flip de do stuff or you're into your more technical or just fists not flips or whatever you've got (laughs) a bit of everything and the women's matches as well are given a proper fair screen time. You know, there's probably guys back there right now who are probably, probably pretty damn jealous thinking, Dah, I wish I had a girlfriend who quotes Scott Dawson to me. Well, <laughs> breathe it in, folks. I'm living the dream. <laughs> I'll whisper it to you at bedtime. No flips, just fists. Swoon. Hiya, it's me, Sam Chaplin. Congratulations on reaching one year of How To Wrestling. Folks at home might recognise my voice from the Christmas crossover episode with Cinema Swirl. We reviewed Santa with Muscles starring Hulk Hogan and it was truly an experience. My question is, if money was no object, what would a Joe and Kevin wrestling promotion look like? Interpret that however you like. You know, which wrestlers would you sign? How often would it be on telly? Would it even be on telly? How would storylines go down? Etc, etc. Have fun with it. Oh, and if anyone out there wants to hear more from me, then by all means, subscribe to Cinema Swirl, which is a film podcast I do with How To Wrestling's own Kevin Mahan. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at Sam Chaplin. Bye. That's an interesting one. Straight away, I mean, I just imagine us as being uh, a Triple H and Stephanie mm. type uh, scenario, power couple. Yeah. Um, to be honest, you know Triple H and Stephanie is the power couple of the you know the suit and the nice outfits and kind of mm. being well dressed. Part of me is wondering, would we be better suited to being an Attitude Era Triple H and Stephanie with you having big curly hair mm. and hoop earrings and me wearing a lot of denim and leather mm. and sitting back on a big couch eating hummus booking the show? Um, both are appealing, if I'm honest. <laughs> How? What would you... Who would you like to have... What would you like to have in, in wrestling, you know, as, if you were to, to run a show? Because uh, the, uh, the obvious answer to this is kind of going, I know enough about wrestling to know that running a show is like, the last thing I'd probably want to do. Yeah, <laughs> probably be really you bad know, at it. Absolutely. <laughs> no fucking way like you know don't want someone fucking threatening me with a railroad spike because the take is a bit light like yeah (laughs) um i mean the first one probably a bit standard but i would give the women more time a lot more time Mm -hmm. i try and encourage more plots Mm -hmm. and actual plots not just oh we're fighting for the belt or oh we've got a rivalry for some reason that was never established yeah or oh we've decided that we hate each other this episode so get rid of all that um, I would fire Seamus, <laughs> retroactively fire Ryback. Hire him back and then refire him. To refire him. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I'd bring up Bailey. Yeah, I, I would like. There's. I would 
I would only change little things. Like, for instance, I would have a thing where, like, you have a tournament in NXT where the guys fight for a place on the main roster. Yes, that would be I awesome. I would try and have a bit more continuity between the two things. That's what I'd like to do. Mm. Um, I would go with separate brands, which is what they're doing, but I would try and build those separate brands as separately as possible and really try and go for a, an actual rivalry as close to it as I could. Like, I would try and... Say right, whoever has the best ratings is going to get you know the best you know the biggest cut of the money or whatever. Try and bring in some of that competitive atmosphere so that the wrestlers are maybe fighting for you know more than just what's scripted on TV. That there is a motivation there to maybe put on a better match because hey, if we get you know the best match or the best show, the best product will get more ratings, more you know that'll increase or or dollar figures at the end of the year maybe move more merch. Yeah, I kind of would like that. Also, I would let my wrestlers unionize, but then again, oh god, yes. I'm I'm a lefty liberal madman, you know, <laughs> socialist. Yeah, yeah, we join a union, then we'd all go on strike. Kevin's a union rep. I am. I am actually a union rep at work. It is. And yeah. Uh, yeah, our asses will be going on strike. You better believe it. <laughs> I think what I would change is I would try and put more weight on the titles. Because mm. at the moment, for me, they don't feel like anything. It's yeah, like, I'd okay, give more of an got... established identity. Yeah, and I'd also put in rules in place as to how you can fight for the title. Yeah, so it makes more sense why something gets... Yeah, because at the moment it kind of seems like oh, well this person has a bigger paycheck so therefore they should get a chance well, for like, the title. The, t- the simple explanation at the moment why it makes no sense for me is like okay, who did Rusev beat at the last pay-per-view for the United... Uh, he defended his United States Championship successfully at the last pay-per-view. Right. Do you know, remember who it was who he bet? Oh god, it was... um. It was Titus O'Neil, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Titus O'Neil. Now, I guess he's going to be challenging Rusev for the US Championship at the next pay-per-view. Please don't tell me it's Titus O'Neil. It will be Titus oh, for O'Neil. for God's sake. Even though Titus O'Neil passed out to his submission minute. Like, he, he was as beaten as you can get. But yeah, maybe a bit of logic as to why someone is going to be champion. Yeah. Maybe have, like, league tables you could follow. Yeah, exactly. You know? I but think that seems like a lot of work. That's probably well... why they don't do it. Yeah, I guess. TNA tried to do that briefly where they had like a championship point system where like, you know, you had a, a rankings and the person at the top got the title match and they just lost track and it became a fucking mess. Or maybe even, you know, if you've won one of the other titles, you get a chance. And also, I wouldn't do 20 pay-per-views a year. That's, that's no, awesome. No, that seems really silly. Any more questions to get into then? We have one here from Michael Scally. He says, first off, congratulations on the first year. Thanks, Michael. First of many. On to the question. What's your stance on famous fans, e.g. Rick the Sign Guy, Frank the WWE Clown, ECW's Hat Guy and Kato? Does it add to the energy or distract from the product? Well, I'm going to say, first of all, I've only heard of two of those famous fans yeah i didn't even know famous fans was a thing until about a month or two yeah, ago it anyway is a thing it's it's like it's it all can be traced back to in ecw when they were in this one little area this little bingo hall which they called the ecw arena it was a little place in, in philly yeah there was guy two guys in the front row who everyone like always remember standing out and one of them was like a hat guy and he was he wore a straw hat and he had a he had a, a hawaiian shirt but he never tried to get himself over well, well i mean from I probably someone's going to disagree, but from my viewpoint, he was a guy who wore this hat and he wore his hat and he went to the ECW arena because he lived in Philly and he went to every show and he always sat in the same space. I'm not necessarily saying he did that because he wanted to be on TV or wanted to be known as hat guy. He is legitimately just a massive wrestling fan. Why would people refer to him at all? Because it's just like, you ever notice every time you're watching ECW on the hard camera, there's a guy with a hat in the front left. Surely that conversation would go, yeah. 
and then that would be the end, and it would never be discussed again. I guess it's because like, ECW was like known for being like. Kind Where of does the amused. conversation go from there? Yeah, haha, isn't it great? Look at that hat. Mm, that he sure does wear a hat. But honestly, with people like Frank the Clown, current sign guy in in WWE, current sign guy is a dick. Yeah, his signs are the his NXT signs show are fucking, fucking insulting, insulting the shit. and I think he should not be allowed to attend the shows. But honestly, people like Frank the Clown who seem to be doing it solely to try and get some sort of fame for themselves. No, am I right in is thinking pathetic? He's he's <laughs> in a relationship with Noel Foley, Mick yep. Foley's daughter. Yep. Right, that is messed up, and I. I haven't cannot... seen anyone punching above their weight since a young Kevin Mahan <laughs> laid eyes on Joanna Graham. Like, no, I'm not comparing myself to Frank the Clown. Don't I'm you way dare. better. I've got a fucking skill. I can podcast, <laughs> not just look like a fucking freak clown. Go away! I hate him. I, I hate. I, I hate I, anyone who's trying to detract attention from the actual yeah, wrestlers it. who were legitimately risking their own bodies to entertain you who travel thousands of miles a week away from their family and friends and their homes to give you this for me for ECW and Hat Guy what I'll say is ECW had this whole like it's kooky weird like there's only a couple hundred people in the building and they're the same kind of weirdos where they off we're the odd couple kind of, of of the world wrestling I can understand that it's kind of like yeah in ECW it's a bit weird look there's a weird guy in the hat whatever but WWE is a show that travels nationally. If I see you in more than one show, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've travelled state lines to go and see Raw and then see fucking SmackDown and, and then see Raw again. front seats as well. So they're obviously rich. Hundreds. They're all like people who've like fallen ass backwards into money. Right, well, I think... <laughs> That's definitely no reason to give them fame. Oh, well done. You can afford front row seats. Congratulations for you. Um, I, I, to go back to Sam's question there, the other change I make is I'd ban yeah, I'd fucking ban them. Frank the Clown. Ban them all. Yeah, sign go as well. And I'd put him in the bin where he belongs. I'd give them their own shit YouTube channel and I'd deliberately give them untalented media interns and uh, I'd then get the wrestling community to make fun of them. Oh, what I'd do instead was I'd give them a Word document like creedthoughts.blog like they did in the office that Ryan did I go yeah you go Frank you write your blog over there <laughs> over there in the corner over there in the corner I just Louis Noel out and go look you deserve run. so much run run right any other questions then William Young says as a newer wrestling fan does Joe have any goals for what she would like to watch or learn about in the future have you set yourself any kind of goals other than learn more I know you've said before you'd <laughs> learn like to about be- wrestling <laughs> You said before that you'd like to be able to listen to an episode of the Attitude Era podcast. Yes, that is probably my... That's probably the only reason I do this podcast is so one day I'll understand an episode of the Attitude Era podcast. You've, not, have you, you've listened to... Like, have I've you ever given them a go. Yeah, and I've listened to um, the Broken Style Challenge episode, which I loved and it was really funny. Yeah, Adam one's all right, but that fucking Billy Keeble's voice and your man, Kevin, they both fucking great on my nerves. <laughs> or as someone once helpfully said on iTunes, it's all well and good until they get girlfriends. <laughs> 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 I want to start a new podcast. It's just <laughs> me, Alice, and Alex, which is uh, Adam and Billy's girlfriends, and we'll just start our own Attitude Era podcast. Yeah, that's, uh, just for women. <laughs> <laughs> but are there any other goals, maybe, that you have, like as a fan, to be able to to watch or to understand, or people you want to know more about specifically? Um, I'd love to know more moves. I yeah. still struggle with naming moves. There's a lot. 
There are a lot. I mean, I've achieved a huge amount that I never thought I would in terms yeah. of like, I, I now armchair book on a regular basis. It's true, she does. Yeah, quite frequently we'll be sitting down I'll be like, you know what I would do if I was in charge? Something different. What? Whoa, <laughs> radical. Opinions. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's the main one. Cool. CR Galaza says, has learning the personal history of a wrestler changed the way you view them, good or ill? Absolutely. If I find out that a wrestler is a dickhead IRL, it definitely makes me go off them. I can't help it. I think hearing about Brock as like, as kind of as far away in the past as they were and often not referred to since. Yeah. Brock's homophobic comments from when he was younger seem to put a bit of a sour spot on you for him. Yeah, it's a shame because I thought he was awesome before then. And I still do think he's awesome as a wrestler. Yeah. But it, there's... I, I'm, Ain't gonna I'm be asking around for tea anytime yeah. soon. Like. I always will... In, in my heart, like wrestlers more if I know that they're good people. Mm. I, don't, I can't help it. I just, I do. Yeah. Well, I'm a terrible person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and hearing if they're, you know, really nice. Like Luke Gallows, for example, finding out that he's a nice guy. I, I like him more now. Oh, that's very good. Works both ways, I guess. Yeah. Brandon Price says, Are there any wrestlers that through passing glance or overheard discussion you would want to learn more about but haven't had the time to? Absolutely. God, there's so many. So, so many. Um... Let's see. I mean, I'd love to learn more about The Undertaker. I'm really excited to learn about I, his yeah, complex keep backstory. I skirting around the issue there about like you know, The Undertaker and kind of his weird backstory. Because I remember before together. we started this podcast, one of the reasons I thought it would make for such a good show is because I can't remember who it was. It was like you or Adam or someone briefly explained The Undertaker's past in like a sentence and mm. was like, oh, this and this, this and this happened. And I was like, what do you mean he's a zombie mortician biker from hell? Like, <laughs> explain that please. And I still don't understand and I love that I don't know yet. That's actually interesting because that's a question which um, has been asked over here on Facebook a few times, which is, is it difficult for you to avoid spoilers for certain things <laughs> On the po- like not not spoilers, but oh damn it, I know what happened on Raw because we all know that's a yeah. realize that's a pain in the balls. You mean like classic spoilers? But in terms of like you know we've skirted on the issue of maybe things like you know the, the Montreal screw job, Bret yeah. Hart, um, Jeff Jarrett, you know his exit from the company, all these kinds of things we've maybe mentioned briefly. I was and you've heard you've heard little snippets about Shawn Michaels as well. I know snippets yeah. about Vince. How active is your avoidance of spoilers? Because Billy, like literally towards the end of the Attitude Era, keeping Rikishi run over Stone Cold and Austin <laughs> turning heel, we were like, "Shut the fuck up, everyone! Don't ruin our podcast." Yeah, Billy, must be don't hard. go on Twitter. <laughs> I think it's harder for you Attitude Era podcast boys because you've got a set storyline that you're yeah. following along. Whereas because we're kind of a little bit random in what we cover, it's a bit easier. But I mean, I I do. I mean, being involved in the wrestling community, there are bits that come up here and there. And especially as a new fan, people will try and be like, hey, did you know about this thing that happened? So, for example, I know that there is someone called Katie Vick Mm. who a thing happened with. That's all I know. I, I mean, I know people will just say to me, Katie Vick, Almost, don't talk I, about Katie Vick. I'll be honest, from my point of view, if something gets kind of like, not spoiled, but like... Mentioned. Mentioned and joke. Well, like Mae Young gave birth to a hand. I know that happened. I don't know how or why, Look but at I you going on as if you've got to find out a proper reason why. Like, so you're saying there isn't one? Well, I've done a fucking podcast about it and I've still not got one. If you've got one, I'd like to fucking hear what, it. she inexplicably gave birth for no reason. <laughs> Save for the episode. So there will be an episode then. Well, Mark, it'll come up when we do Mark Henry, I'm sure, you know. How is he involved? Just don't worry, okay? You don't worry about us, it, okay? It's all right. We'll be okay. It'll be fine. 
It'll just be like Brexit. It will be fine. <laughs> um, with regards to the Montreal screw job, I think the reason I've managed to avoid spoilers for that is because it seems really complicated. Yeah. And even if you do hear about it, I'm confident that you will like... Because it's something that like even <laughs> after... Jesus, 20 years after the fact, I'm still like, I hear new details. I'm pretty and... sure someone... Okay, I'm going to try and explain what I think the Montreal Screwjob is sure. based on how little I know. Bret Hart was know... playing Screwball Scrabble <laughs> and he couldn't get past the last bit with the bridge. Bret Hart... Now, don't correct me, obviously. Okay. We're going to save it for the episode. Bret Hart was wrestling someone mm-hmm. and that someone betrayed him and did a thing that may have injured him Maybe not, maybe, I don't know if it was kayfabe or not. I don't even know if he was injured or if I'm I'm making this up in my own mind. Mm -hmm. Somehow WWE were involved in the design of this plot. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's plot because I don't know if it actually did happen in real life. Oh God, this is going to be such a great episode. (laughs) (laughs) But I know that everyone was very angry about it. That bit you've gotten really right. Like still to this day, everyone's really angry. Yeah, that that bit you've gotten And I know that Bret Hart was angry and he had reason to not forgive them yeah but i don't understand what could have been oh, so bad man. that's gonna be a great one to talk about all i can imagine is it's Absolutely. like seth rollins hits him on the head with a chair how you gonna climb the ladder with one leg Brett? <laughs> how you gonna climb the ladder with one leg that's very interesting to know then so yeah so obviously there is an active kind of attempt to avoid spoilers but honestly i think when you're a new fan and some of the stuff that people come out with is so fucking layered and dense that it's actually easy to not have it spoiled especially because a lot of the time when people are inadvertently spoiling stuff it's it's through links i'm really careful about yeah. what videos i will watch or what articles yeah. i'll read if i see anything to do with something that we haven't covered i won't cover it interesting question here from levi banks on facebook who asked what indie talent do you like uh, so people maybe outside of the wwe i know obviously the young bucks were someone you were very keen on or then you see kind of a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, any guys or girls who stand out from the indies? Because I you know the Cruiserweight Classic at the moment, there's some great big names yeah. coming in. Anyone who you're maybe excited about in the indie world of wrestling? Yeah, I have two faves. And I'm really glad I get to talk about them because I never get to talk about indie wrestlers, really. Um, number one ultimate fave would be Joey Ryan. Oh, I Joey love Joey Ryan. Yeah. He is such a hunk and I think he's really entertaining. And the match you've seen with him, the match that we've seen, you've he's enjoyed really so good, far, yeah. 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 Um, so I love him and... Also, I love Ricochet, also known as Prince Puma, mm-hmm. who's on Lucha Underground. He is so talented. Yeah. I think he's going to be a huge, huge star. Yeah. I'm so excited to cover Not him. Not question in the next of episode. if, but when. Yeah, I think, for him exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's just he's just made for wrestling, That's built awesome. for it. Got a tweet here from Bloody Vince. Joe, do you think it's hard for girls to get into watching wrestling? And any advice for girls who want to get started? Mm. It's a good question. I think it's not hard for girls to get into wrestling. I think there's a perceived notion that it is because it's so much a lad sport. Yeah, I think traditionally it's um, like yeah. if you're like maybe a young woman, for instance, or someone who's you know maybe in their twenties, the images or memories of wrestling that you had probably are mostly boys. Mm you know, in school and probably they weren't the greatest <laughs> advertisers of, of what wrestling was all about. Like, so no. I can see easy with that perception of it being Difficult like a boys yeah. show type thing or a boys club only. But I know so many female wrestling fans who've been fans since they were kids. So many. There, I mean, there are definitely lifelong female yeah, fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There are loads of them. 
Um, but for new female fans as well, I think no, it's it's actually really easy right now. It's the best time because I don't think you've ever been catered to as more yeah, than you are now. To be I, honest, I think it would have been hard, and definitely there are hard moments where it's kind of like, oh, they really see us as like secondary citizens in a way. At least they call you women now. At least we're huh? women now and not divas. Not divas. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'd say I'd say no, it's not difficult. As for advice, I would say definitely join the community. There are so many great female fans out there who won't be condescending and will, you know, welcome you. There's certain places arms. that are maybe nicer than other places yeah, like to go to be. Team Friendship obviously is the number one place for the nice wrestling fans. I, I think just get involved and, and make friends. It's a nice community, I have to say. There's know. definitely horrible parts of it. Yes, but I think it's no more <laughs> You can so, avoid them though. It's very easy to avoid, you know. I mean with the Outsider podcast you know, we were able to see quite quickly it's like, holy shit, there's this like whole kind of community of fans who like wrestling for the reasons we do and they don't get like you know, really frustrated and like very fucking like just vis- you know that visceral anger mm. you see it as well with people in like you know in the world of video games it's I call it of, impotent rage yeah it's just this kind of like fucking hell can that not be harnessed for something a bit more positive than just shouting and screaming and whatnot? Mm. and that's what it comes off as but wrestling has got this huge like smart awesome funny brilliant uh, fan base creative as well and so so creative mm. and I would say another thing I'd mention if you're a new, new fan getting into you got so much great stuff to kind of ease you in there you know there's so many great wrestling podcasts there's great you know wrestling websites there's really great sources for news great sources for, for comedy and content it's a great time really to get in now, it now really more is than ever. very interesting one here from Michael Henson you called this um, iconic the other day what is your interpretation of the noise that Jeff Jarrett makes when he slaps on a sleeper hold? Gay. How's that? That's pretty good? good. Well, I think we have here is someone who's trying to maybe imply that Jeff Jarrett is saying something like, whoa, I got him. But before you try going and using Joe Graham to prove your point there, friend, just so you know, Joe did a cover of the Glad Gay song. She's a, she's a member of the Glad oh, yeah. Gay community. She's on that train. Long on that train. I knew about Glad Gay before I knew about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think the actual first wrestling you ever saw may have probably yeah, been was. like, Joe going, Glad Gay. There you go. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> LD Pies says, Joe, what's the one thing you learned about on your own and want to do an episode about? Mm. Good question. I would say, and we are going to do an episode on it, Lucha Underground. Yes. Because I went off and watched just a few episodes of season one. I started from the beginning. Any listeners out there who are worried that I just dive in the middle? No, I did my research and I'm starting from episode one. And I love it. I so want to watch more, but now I've kind of told myself I can't do that without involving Kevin. And so, I've not watched it yet, so... Yeah, Kevin's not watched any. And I, I have watched like three episodes, so I feel kind of really smug and knowledgeable about mm. it. Hey, I know about wrestling, you don't know. Yeah, well, I'll know who all the wrestlers are before they unleash Underground. So there! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited for that, because I just want any excuse to watch loads of Lucha Underground. That's fantastic. Chris Palmer writing here, Joe, inquiring minds need to know, has your opinion on who is the most handsome member of the Shield changed? No. Is the ranking still the same though? Because I mean, obviously yes. Seth is still as handsome. Mm. Is, is Dean become more or less handsome? No. Roman same. more or less? I mean, Dean's become slightly more handsome than he was. Is Roman like going down for, you know, drug policy violations, like giving kind of a bad boy edge? going to show up outside your house going to go hey baby let's go take some fat burners I don't know is that like kind of appealing is he sexy Seth has gained like 50 Hansi points in the last year Roman has lost say 10 or 20 Hansi points Mm -hmm. 
for um, bad promos and wellness violations. You want to serious turnoffs there. Yeah. Okay. You know, don't have a bad promo that's Mm going to ruin your life. Yeah. Or bad catchphrase that's really damaging to your handsy levels. Dean has gone up by maybe 50, 60 points. But he was so low to begin with. Now, Seth, then, what I want to know is the the blonde streak almost gone entirely. More or less handsome as a Less handsy. Less handsy. But he's gone up more handsy points in other respects. Because as he gets more dickish and Mm. more villainous Mm. and more CrossFit Jesus. As his hair gets wetter. Yeah. (laughs) He gains handsy points. So he's kind of made up for the fact that he's lost the streak. Okay, that's that's, that's fair to know. So there you go, unchanged after one year. Yeah, sorry. Hophosaurus X says, For Joe, a year later, what are some of the things you wish you didn't know? Has pulling the curtain back ruined the magic? Absolutely not. I'm really glad for all the things I've learned. There's nothing I would want to unlearn. That's great. Everything, even the bad stuff, has made me appreciate the whole of wrestling more. Because the bad stuff can put other stuff in context. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, okay, some wrestlers were really shitty back in the day, but aren't we lucky to have great, wholesome wrestlers now? That's really interesting, because someone here has asked a question that kind of links into that, which is... You know, why they're they were saying essentially, why do we keep watching wrestling when it when it can irritate us so much? Mm. Or there's so many bad things about it. And they were wondering if you've gotten essentially, you know, the wrestling bug per se, in that you're gonna watch it now no matter fucking what, because you've just hooked into it and it's part of your life and yeah. therefore you will watch it regardless of it's good, bad or, no. or indifferent. No, I would I mean, obviously we've got to watch it because we've got a podcast. Hey, we stop we stopped watching House of Cards, so fucking anything can go in this household. <laughs> yeah. But I think no, wrestling would have to get really bad, like re- worse than anything I've ever seen. It would have to be Seamus versus Ryback every single like day for me to stop watching wrestling. So it, it would, would have take to be a lot. 2011, is what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the bad would have to far outweigh the good, and right now that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't see that happening. Okay, very, very interesting. Someone here asking me: Is it ethical to get new people into wrestling? What about when they find out about the bad stuff? Oh, I'd say it's ethical. I mean, you. I do warn still them. think that you. Part of me is going to, like, oh, is Joe living in ignorance of the fact that, like, there's all this fucking deeply horrible shit that's happened in the Attitude Era? Yeah. And is it kind of like, oh, is, am I going like, to lift the lid off it and then be like, and all these black <laughs> demons and shit will come out and be like, ah! Box, you know, so. yeah. Um,. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I mean, I do feel when we watch random snippets from Adjira stuff and you kind of are getting a sense of what it was like back then. Mm. I, I don't know. Are you are, are you like worried that there's going to be like a really bad thing that's going to come that's just going to be like, oh, fuck, I can't watch wrestling because there's been a story about this that happened or this guy did this thing. and Because, I mean, honestly, you've heard some of the darkest shit already. You've heard about some of the horrible deaths that have been in wrestling. You know, we've had... Multiple counts, sorry, multiple counts of domestic abuse on the current roster yeah. before we go into the past roster as well. So, I mean, <laughs> do you kind of worry about, like, the bad stuff ever kind of ganging up and overtaking the good stuff? It was something that bothered me a lot more earlier on when we did the show because mm. I think I was coming across hard and fast a lot more of the earlier bad stuff that happened. And because at the time, wrestling in the current sense wasn't as good. Mm. So it kind of didn't 
compensate. Whereas now there's so much good stuff. I think I can battle through the bad stuff. But I do wonder. I mean, because I don't know what's out there. You've I've... heard some of the most of the worst stuff. Have I though? I mean, for me, I mean, you know how much I know. I do. I mean, you know the gist of Benoit. You know the the gist of Fabulous Moolah and the gist of Jerry Lawler. Hmm. There's maybe some other ones about guys who you don't know who the guys are. I like, guess I know Jimmy Snucker is one, but yeah. I don't know anything about. I, all I know is that he is. one I mean, of you the don't ones. know like some of the more worse ones. Maybe like things like Bruiser Brody and whatnot. Never we're we're heard getting of into him. you know we're getting into you know we're getting into murder and stuff like that, kind of higher up the ladder there. Right. But honestly, for me, I was in two minds. I did say at the start of this, I was kind of like, I wanted to be a positive show, but I didn't want to put blinders on Joe and kind of make out the rest. <laughs> Everything was, is lovely. Yeah, I didn't want a broken age act one her. You right. know what I'm saying? Hardcore reference right there from yeah. Schaefer Nuts. Um, <laughs> but I did kind of... There was a point where you kind of found out on your own about a lot of shit at once. Yeah. And I did worry that wrestling was going to crush you. Yeah. Like when you found out about the Lawler thing. Oh, jeez. You know, that really... And, you know, about when China, when China passed as uh... well. I'm really happy that we got to do that China episode because we're able to focus on so much of the positive. Yeah. I, I have to say, right... At the start, I was so so worried, kind of going, "Oh, geez, no, maybe I should keep right." But you know what? You're you're. <laughs> You've got me sitting next to you on the sofa, going, "Did you know this yeah. and this?" And you're like, "Honey, please." Of course I know, honey. Oh dear. Oh, this episode's going to be so hard. But like, <laughs> you know, the way is, is it ethical? Oh, what if they find out it's bad? Like, you're a grown woman, yeah. you know. And I'll be honest, the thing I was most happy about. Couldn't say this for everyone, I guess, but I was most happy about it. it wasn't the case that you were like, I heard that this person did this and that was it. You were angry. Mm. You researched. You went. Oh, yeah. You found out. You didn't just go and hear what, you know, someone on Twitter said or someone on a forum said or how it was reported. You tried to go to the source. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's been a big thing, you've done that. And I think that is made me kind of quite like at peace about you finding out about the horrible shit because I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, you you know that you could find out you've got we've got such a great support system as well yeah. with interesting and and team friendship where people are eager to let you know and give you the facts yeah I'm not saying give you the facts no he didn't beat his wife just give you the facts here's what it is yeah and here's the context here's and, the context yeah doesn't mean wrestling's evil no it means maybe this person's got some fucking problems though <laughs> so yeah I think maybe watching Oz has <laughs> made me grow as a human and I'm able to see people as the complex flawed individuals yeah, that they are at the end of the day none of them are Vern Schillinger <laughs> are they I mean come on you know Schillinger <laughs> <laughs> DRainer89 says, It'd be interesting to hear the best and worst things Joe has learned about wrestling so far. There's been a few Jesus moments. I like that Jesus is still a thing, even though I try so hard to not say it. It just means the catchphrase is more enjoyable, like, you know. I try and make sure that when I say it, it's It's special. special. Um, Let's see. Worst. I think it's got to be How Too Perfect. Finding out that he was dead. That wasn't my... In, like, it never <laughs> crossed my mind. I wasn't like, hey, guys. And I'll keep it secret. You won't believe what happens when a boyfriend tricks his girlfriend <laughs> into doing a wrestling podcast. Make and her fall in love with a wrestler. He's dead. Oh, by the way, he's dead and he died tragically. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, a little, you know, a vine of you punching me in the face. Because I was going to try and get your reaction, but you hit me instead. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think that was not my intent. And I, if there's one thing I feel bad about in the podcast so far, that's really going to be up there. I was It made for great listening. I love it. I don't mind that you did it. And I would hope that you continue to do it because it does make for a great podcast. But honestly, I hadn't even written down. I was just kind of like, we're getting, I was like, oh, now we're like, and kind of, and then he came back and he was back to WWE. And I'm like, oh yeah, and he died. <laughs> 
it was just it literally just stung me. It was like, oh fuck yeah, he died like two months after this thing. And I remember kind of going, oh shit, this is brilliant, and I feel terrible. <laughs> but it's yeah, that horrible. Was... That was horrible. Yeah, because it was. It was like. I kind of did. I fell in love with him over the research and the recording of that episode. It's like, wow, what an amazing wrestler. I wonder what he's doing now. I hope he's retired on a nice sunny beach in Spain. And that image in your head of him and Curtis Axel playing catch together is now just Curtis Axel sat in his own in yeah. a, in a dimly lit living room. So that was really hard. That yeah. was that was sad. But also, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that sad in that at least he had an amazing career and it mm. wasn't, you know, all bad. Best moments. Oh, that's an interesting one. There've been a lot of good moments. Yeah, I think like, I think maybe I I, I was really happy that you were able to see Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I was thinking Daniel around, Bryan, particularly because we went you know, we went from the period of SummerSlam to WrestleMania 30, where it was seemed like he was being buried, and you know they brought back <laughs> Batista, and you were able to see how everyone kind of collectively rose up as one and said he's our guy, and he became our guy. And yeah. I think that's a that's a real like that's a nice you don't get many of those stories in wrestling where it's like, and then we as fans decided as one to make this guy or guy. I think that's it. It was really nice because it was around the same time, obviously, as his retirement. And I was seeing so many people legit broken over his retirement. It it was sad to see him retire so young. Mm. So it was great for me to learn why on earth people loved him so much and not feel like, oh, I don't get it. Why is he so great in your opinion? It was like, oh, no, I see now. He's amazing. And wow, you were all so lucky to, you know, get to watch his career grow. Yeah, yeah. And that was really nice, being able to kind of watch his all of his talents and like him as much as I hoped I would. Mm. One or two questions before you wrap up that I just want to know. Firstly, what is the episode you think you're most looking forward to doing? Because you've had a look and see some of the Patreon requests and some plans that we have. There's kind of a list of stuff that's coming up. Is there any ones particularly which you were kind of like, you know what, I can't wait to find out more about this guy. I mean... For, I know we're going to do Vince eventually. I think that's probably <laughs> going to be... That's going to be a really good one. I've been biting my tongue for oh, this entire relationship, holding back the weird shit I know about Well, Vince I know right a now. couple of weird things just from... I mean, I, I you don't think... You pick them up by osmosis. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think Vince is such a huge part of wrestling that you don't... You can't avoid all of them. So I know some weird stuff about Vince, which I'd love to ask more questions on. Fantastic. So I'm very excited about him. Um... Other wrestlers I'm really excited about. I'd love to do The Undertaker. I'd love to do Kane. Mm. They're both probably right up there in terms of people I genuinely don't understand. Even though you've seen them. And even though I've seen them, yeah. 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 Um, Mick Foley is going to be a great one because he was my first favourite wrestler. And I know he's your favourite wrestler. true. You know, all through your childhood. I think that's going to be a great... Great episode. Um, Shawn Michaels, I'm really excited for. Because that one, because, yeah, I've been like... So many people hate him. And I've been... Sh- I, it's great. Every time I show Joe an awesome Shawn Michaels match, two or three people on Twitter go, you know he's a fucking dick, <laughs> by the way. Stop liking him. <laughs> I'm really excited to do The Rock. Yeah. Because I know nothing about him. Yeah. I don't know how I've been a wrestling fan for nearly nearly two years. The most of The Rock and that I you and nothing. I... Most of the rock that you and I have watched together is that vine of, that Adam did. It's like, Yeah. Last question here. Uh, Eamon Patton wrote in on Facebook and he probably didn't mean it, but he's come up with a great question maybe to wrap us up here that really kind of ties up nicely in a bow. Now that you're a year in, if you were to offer any advice to someone to get their significant other or their partner into wrestling... What advice would you give them? What, one piece of advice? One or... piece of advice. Oh, God, one piece of advice. That's hard. I'd say pay attention. 
mm. to genuinely what they what they enjoy. Yeah. Because I, I know you're really good at this, and I I don't think I've given you nearly enough credit for this because I'm really I am impressed by your skill. You pay attention to if I'm actually looking at the screen. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it's easy enough to kind of show someone wrestling, and you get so en- engrossed in it yourself. You go, "Wow, wasn't that amazing?" They're like, "Yeah, that was good," and you kind of go, "Wow, they really liked that." When in actual fact, maybe they weren't paying full attention. And... Yeah, you don't want to be like my brother's housemate when he first moved to university, who was intent on showing him spaced so fucking much that when he finally put it on against his will, he literally stood up and pointed at the screen going, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's funny. Laugh. Oh no, it's a surefire way to ruin the best just, TV show of all time. Just don't do that. Like, yeah. Be patient. You know patient, what? And yeah. you as well, you don't, don't try and force it. Okay, no. That's part of it. As a matter, I said before, I sat there hell in the cell 2011 beside someone who I was very much going to be not going out with the day after hell in the cell 2011. <laughs> Don't kid yourselves. It's not for everyone. No. It is. I, I, you know, I'm counting myself so lucky because I did not kind of go, hey, baby, we're going to watch loads of wrestling. <laughs> and also I wasn't, I didn't try and hide it away. I didn't like ignore the fact that it was a part of my life. But I didn't try and force the issue. Absolutely. At least, I mean, yeah. from my point of view, I felt like I didn't try to force the issue. No, you didn't. I think I've always been, I'm always quite inquisitive about things. And if there's someone who I, I love, I want to try and learn as much about the things that in, that they enjoy. Because I think it's, it's it's important in a relationship. And it's just been great that I genuinely have really loved wrestling. Yeah, because, I mean, don't confuse love with tolerance, no. I guess. You know, I've had people tolerate Stuff I've been passionate yeah. about before, significant others, but that by no means meant that they shared my passion. Yeah, that girl you went out with, Kevin, read Bret Hart's book, but you don't give a shit about the business, <laughs> you know? And I think if you can see that there's a genuine... Let, let that person find that love themselves yeah. for wrestling. And that's going to come in so many different ways, shapes and forms. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to want to watch actual matches necessarily. They might want to start out with, you know, silly goof segments from Steve Austin. If they just want to watch Austin. Kurt Angle in a tiny hat, you yeah. watch Kurt Angle in a tiny hat, you <laughs> And know? you love the fact that they are enjoying any small segment of what you love. And try and remember what it is that you loved about wrestling because I do feel there was a there was a real time in like 2005 and 2006 where I was all like hard hitting strong style technical work rate fuck him he's not a worker he's not being serious and I kind of got into that just because I was watching a lot of indie wrestling I don't have to say that indie wrestling causes that but it's just that it caused me to negatively reflect on the product I was watching. Mm. Read through doing the Astro podcast with the guys, and I was like, Jesus Christ, you know what? When I was a kid, there was nothing funnier in the world to me than like Mick Foley and Edge and Christian and Shane McMahon and Steve Blackman and Crash Holly and all that. So find out what it was that you really loved. Try and remember before it became like <laughs> Being a thing a you're child. <laughs> yeah, before you felt the need to defend why you like wrestling. Then ask yourself, why originally did you like wrestling? Because those are actually the real things that will probably get you the most success Mm. when you're trying to find out what other people like about wrestling. No one's going to sit down and go, fucking hell, I've never seen wrestling before. But Jesus Christ, if those lads can't do a 60-minute Ironman match, (laughs) my God, the work rate on display in PWG has made me a lifelong wrestling fan. Ease them in. Yeah, it's so intimidating otherwise. I realise that is a lot more than one piece of advice. But I really kind of... (laughs) <laughs> I feel the need to stop and kind of say, hey, we're on this journey together, folks. I hope you all can come along with us. Yeah. Because I really am so happy that for someone who had to kick people under the table for many years if they mentioned the word wrestling in front of my parents. Shut up! 
I like now that it's getting to the point that even my parents are kind of kind of going, oh, oh so here's someone about wrestling, and that that's a big deal for for me. If if we, if we can make wrestling less toxic, yeah, and we can all go along for the ride together, then we're all doing our jobs. I think, yeah. You know? But it's been a blast this past year. It's been a bloody blast. And I am so grateful for all of our listeners who get involved, even though they don't have to. I love the fact that we actually have a community that we can talk to. That's such an honour. I, honestly, I couldn't do this on my own because I couldn't come up with all the matches, the recommendations, all the opinions. Are gonna go, well, people will say this and people will say that. Honestly... So much of the work is done by you, the listeners, by mm. tweeting in, by joining in that conversation, by being active on Twitter, by suggesting matches and segments, and you know everything you do to support us. That actually is so much of the work. So I just want to say thank you so much, and thank you as well for being genuinely the nicest wrestling fans I've had. I don't think I've had more than maybe three people in the entire year of this podcast running going oh no your opinion on this was wrong I've not had any of that and I know that's something certain wrestling fans certain communities no, how come I don't get of. that shit <laughs> <laughs> I wake up every morning let me tell you about Armageddon 1999 do you really though not, not all the time but quite a bit yeah, do you know what quite a bit. I, I think maybe three people have, have said something like that and like that's amazing considering I'm a new fan and probably a lot of my opinions are wrong <laughs> I would have expected a lot more. So thank you so much for, you know, listening to my opinions that might be terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going to go watch some Dino Brown matches now. Such is the wacky world of how to wrestle. I'm so excited. It's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And it's a goodbye from me, Joe. And uh, hopefully we'll remember our actual anniversary as well as we remembered the anniversary of our podcast. I actually don't know (laughs) when it is. I'm more certain of this anniversary. We should just celebrate our couple anniversary on the How To Wrestling anniversary. How you remember. Anniversary when you first met, when you first kissed, when you first podcasted. What is it? Mm, you know, it's podcasted, yeah. podcasted, obviously. <laughs> we'll catch you next time on Hate Wrestling. Here's to one year. Hey. And many more. <laughs> See you later, guys. See ya. Bye.